0: whatever it takes a podcast about Degrassi the next generation I'm Kelsey and I'm Holland and today we have a very special guest on please introduce yourself
1: hi I am Cody
0: <laughs> Cody is a fan of Degrassi And whatever it takes. (laughs) And Cody, can you tell us a little bit else about yourself? Because you have a very cool job. Yeah. So I am.
1: My name is Cody Keplinger. I am a YA author, young adult author. Um, I write books about teenagers. So if you like Degrassi and teenagers who have a lot of drama, um, my books might be for you. Also, one of them was called The Duff and that was turned into a movie, which is pretty probably the only reason you know my
0: name at all if you do (laughs) (laughs) which is pretty freaking cool let's be real um so we're gonna talk about the episode but whenever we have like a new person on we like to kind of ask like what is your personal history with Degrassi oh
1: yes okay so I started watching Degrassi during season one but really inconsistently because we didn't have cable at home So I only got to see it when I was either at my grandparents' house or at my dad's house. So for the first few seasons, my viewing was super sporadic, but I managed, because reruns were always on, I managed to catch up and and basically see most of it. And then a few years ago, I binged to watch all of The Next Generation um, to see everything I hadn't seen. I've actually also seen the original series Uh, a few years ago, my friend who loves TNG made me watch the original series and I watched all of it. And I've also seen all of, I've seen everything up through Next Class. So like, I know all the things Um, and I still watch it because every time I try to quit and say I'm done about a year later, suddenly I'm like, I'm bored. Maybe I'll go watch New Degrassi. And then I get sucked in because it's still addictive.
0: You have this beat because all we've seen is Next Generation and we haven't even finished it yet. Um, but today we're talking about the episode Voices Carry from season four, um, and I'm going to read the YouTube summary, uh, so, part one, Craig is suffering from mood swings and Ashley seems to be the only one who can help. Ashley's dad is planning to get remarried. Elsewhere, JT and Liberty (laughs) attempt to work together on the school musical. This is one sentence, um, and it is not a real sentence. And then
1: also not accurate
0: no not accurate at all These like first s- first i'm sorry
1: one <laughs> ashley does isn't able to help two it's not
0: a musical <laughs> it's, there's just everything is wrong and then part two in the conclusion craig proceeds to embarrass ashley during the reception at her father's wedding this is an oversimplification
1: <laughs> yes uh, but
2: accurate <laughs> It, it is accurate. It has accuracy beat for the f- first part of the summary. But I like how the second part is, like, one sentence, <laughs> too. And then doesn't mention anything about JT and Liberty's storyline.
1: Well, I mean, what else do you say after that, like, false sentence from above? Like, they continue. <laughs> they continue their rebellion. <laughs> yeah, it's like, the- anyway, even though the JT Liberty story makes me so happy, I'm so happy that story carries throughout both episodes.
2: Yeah, I know. I think lately with the the two parters, the B plot stays consistent between both episodes. Where at least in like the first couple seasons, it
1: was not. No, and there are multiple two parts in season four. Like I skimmed ahead, um, because full disclosure, Holland and Kelsey asked me which episode I wanted to do, and I was like looking, and I was like, "There's so many two parters, and I'm selfish, and I want to be on one of those." <laughs> and also, I have a real soft spot for JT and Liberty so I picked this one but there's like so many two-parters and I think you're right that the b-plots carry over I think they just from now on it's like maybe we should we should do b-plots that are worthy of two episodes from now on (laughs) or just worthy in general like let's step up our game and
2: it's, it's very true um so today's episode is called Voices Carry And is named after a 1985 song by the band Till Tuesday which was the band fronted by Amy Mann before she went solo and from what I can tell from Wikipedia it is about a lover and an affair and I mean technically doesn't really apply to this episode Um, but what are your guys thoughts on the episode title
1: so my first thought is that I love the title Voices Carry and I want to name a novel that one day. My second thought is I didn't know I knew this song until we listened to it. And I'm like, oh, I know this chorus. And my third thought is it has nothing to do with anything except there's mild singing in one one plot of the show.
0: Yeah, I don't understand. And maybe, again, maybe it's just that we like don't know all the lyrics. Maybe the lyrics would make more sense with it. But, I mean, based on the parts of the music video we saw it looked like a a, like a really like businessy Wall Street type of guy like trying to change Amy Mann which like also doesn't really fit this plot line so I I don't know I feel like it's poorly named. But it's a good
1: title.
0: It's a great title I just don't know why. That's all they care
1: about (laughs) like this is the thing that you've got to figure out about Degrassi titles is that it has nothing to do with if the song applies it's is this a cool
0: sounding title yes Okay, and I'm okay with that. Yeah, it's it's definitely a good title. So we open up and we're at the school, and my first note is, Ugh, oh, Craig and Ashley, because of <laughs> course, they're like making out and loving on each other.
1: Oh, God. So I was, this is one of the rare situations early on. when I, I mean, I say early on, I mean pre-season five, where I was team Spinner, like in the last episode. I was like, yeah, Spinner, why is Ashley here? <laughs> so this just, furthers my ugh, feelings
2: yeah they're disgusting and this is when we learn that ashley's dad is getting married to another man because ashley will never let anybody forget that her dad <laughs> is gay and she is still like s- like struggling to like have that be a part of her life which is a whole other thing um but ashley's mom comes to pick her up from school and <laughs> right off the bat we can see that ashley's mom has not been as forgiving as Ashley has toward Craig because she fucking
1: hates him. Ashley's mom is one note this entire episode and it's hatred. (laughs) It's the whole episode. All she has the exact same tone of voice for everything.
0: Don't bother. (laughs) Which it's, it's amazing. We're all team Ashley's mom in this moment for the most part. But yeah, this moment for sure. I was like, yeah, that's right. (laughs) Yeah. Cause she, she's like, uh, he's like, I'll call you, and Ashley's mom goes, Don't bother, and we're <laughs> like, Yes, one hundred, one hundred percent, good for you, Miss Kerwin, um although like I do understand like Ashley taking Craig back because he's so charming. Like they were talking and he's like oh I love airports and he's listing all the reasons and one of them is like all the I loves you all the I love you's and she's like did you just say that and he's like I only say it at airports. That was pretty adorable. That was actually really that was some of the better Craig
1: writing that they've done in a while. I'm like oh now I see why you'd go back with him. And then it, and that's about it.
0: And then he <laughs> and then he ruins it. But that's like Craig's whole deal is that he's beautiful and charming and then he ruins it. He
1: just has really good hair. I think that that's the answer to all this. Ashley's like, I had bad hair for so long and I am in love with you because you have good hair. He has great hair. <laughs> he can sing.
2: He's in a band. He has witty banter sometimes and he's damaged and she wants to save him. <laughs>
0: You just listed all the reasons that I like men. <laughs> uh, that is my type. My type is slightly damaged. Um, sings in a band. Good hair. <laughs> End of list. I can fix
1: you. We no. We have the good hair thing in common. Like, good hair. Especially, like, good curly hair. Oh, gosh. Anyway. I do love Jake Epstein's hair.
0: He's, he's a beautiful man. Um... So, you know, then song. And then we are in the hallway and Ashley is like practicing telling her mom that she's dating Craig again and she loves him and nothing can pull them apart because they're children. And this is the conversations <laughs> that happen. And I'm just, I'm I, just like, oh, boy. And where
1: was Ellie to be like, stop?
0: <laughs> Ellie is trying to get her shit together. <laughs> that is where Ellie is. Ellie is trying to pay her rent because she's stuck in a situation ellie is off trying to pay her rent
1: she's cuddling with her ferret
0: oh ferret bueller um and then we hear a horrible noise (laughs)
1: yeah craig can sing sing you know who
0: cannot (laughs) fucking marco it is it is horrible we hear the like accordion and they come in and they're like oh no tell me this isn't and spinner and marco are furious and they're like yeah this is our fucking single and it's the last single that downtown sasquatch will ever record together well
1: and it's also the one craig wrote for ashley which is even funnier because it's marco singing craig's song about ashley when they're mad at craig for leaving them for ashley (laughs) and an accordion. <laughs> <laughs> I never understood the
0: accordion. <laughs> I don't get it either. But my my biggest issue with this is why didn't they just use the first take? The first take was great before Craig left. They did one really good take of Craig singing and the whole band like being super on, and he, uh, the only thing that he missed was like the last line, but that they could have like just like shoved in and like even like faked it somehow.
1: Because Marco singing was clearly a better idea <laughs> than an uh, uh, almost unfinished. And why was he suddenly <laughs> using the accordion? He was playing the bass before.
2: I part of me thinks that it like the people maybe wouldn't let them like use that as a take, and they're like, okay, well, we're gonna do this, and we're gonna do this out of spite to show Craig. Just how much we hate him. This is what he did to us. This is what it sounds like when you betray your friends. We're just going to do this out of spite and make it sound as horrible as possible. Who
1: was playing the accordion is what I want to know. I really want to know who learned how to play the accordion. Marco. Oh, I forgot about that. Mm-hmm. Oh, my
2: God. But- okay. And but- he's got it on a sick boom box. And I'm pretty sure I had the exact same one.
1: And it was <laughs> great. I'm pro boombox.
2: <laughs> and Ashley and Craig are just like shocked and Ashley like like repeats like I'm with Craig and that's it and everything's gonna be okay
1: to like after
2: Spinner and Marco storm out because they're just trying to rationalize their relationship to themselves and to the world
1: it was weird timing for her to say that though like like literally Spinner and Marco walk away and Ashley comes over and like leans on Craig's shoulder and is like that's it mom I'm with Craig I'm happy and I'm like you're not going to talk about what just happened with Spinner and Marco. I like just it was very strange.
0: It was weird for for her saying that I cut ca- the what I was getting was that she was trying to make him feel better because he was like clearly bumming real hard. So. by reminding
1: him that her mother hates him. Like I was like, <laughs> like it just it was very odd. Well,
0: Ashley's not known for her perfect logic skills. <laughs> <laughs> That's not her whole deal. Um, and then we are with Manny and Liberty and JT and we start to get tinglings of JT and Liberty shipping. <laughs> Yay! It's perfect. Um, and so they're walking and they're talking about like how Liberty wrote this like play based on Dracula not and based on the movie. A book, as JT reminds us. <laughs> JT's, JT's, like, forever an idiot. <laughs> but it was very sweet. And they were just like, Liberty, this is great. And and JT calls Liberty brilliant and then walks away. And Manny and Liberty look at each other. And they were like, what just happened? And they smile and, like, carry on.
1: Okay, what's funny here is it's not even acknowledged that, like, a hot minute ago, Manny was dating JT. <laughs>
0: I'm honestly glad that they've all seemed to bury it deep inside of them. I forget
1: every time I rewatch and then it happens. I'm like, oh, right. This actually went on for several episodes. Um, Yeah. But but yeah, no one acknowledges it.
2: I think everyone (laughs) in the world, including the viewers, have already just forgotten that it was a thing. Because it was just so unnatural to begin with. And we're back on the, well, they, won't they, JT Liberty train as if nothing has happened. <laughs> Which I'm fine with because I like to forget that penis pump episode.
1: Oh, God. That episode. <laughs> Why? Wasn't that the episode that first gave us Danny? Cursed us with Danny. Did he, oh, God. Did he yes. appear before that episode? Because I don't think he did.
0: No. He, he That was his first episode. What
1: What a debut. It was... <laughs> <laughs>
0: It was fitting for Danny because he's a goddamn mess. Oh, oh, okay. I just no. goddamn Danny.
2: Um, anyway, then we are in Mr. Simpson's class and Craig like swivels over to Ashley, or I think they're an independent study. But Craig swivels over and is like, I've been writing all these songs, like, look at my lyrics. Oh my gosh. And Mr. Simpson is like, um, Craig, and he just ignores him and he's like, uh, Craig, like, let's not talk and he igno- is blatantly ignoring Mr. Simpson. He gets louder. Until Mr. Simpson is like, hey, Craig, you need to go back into your seat. Go sit in the corner. And Craig gets up and gets in his face and is yelling at him. And he's like, I thought this was independent study. Like, well, now I'm independently leaving and you can study my butt. Like, <laughs> Which out I kind the of love.
1: <laughs> I loved that line, though. I'm like, because it's so cheesy, but it's like, I feel like. That is what Craig would say. I don't know. I just feel like that's what a teenager would say. Study my butt. Leaving. I'm like, that's not a good line, but it's also
0: perfect. It's like a perfect <laughs> high school line, yes. though. Like, it is ideal. But, yeah, he's just like, what? And, like, leaves. Um, and actually, it's just like, I have no idea what just happened. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go back to my thing. I'm not going to say anything. Yeah. And then, like, oh, my God. And then. Um, well, first Ashley finds Craig after the class and she's like, hey, um, what's going on? Are you okay?" And he like lashes out at her and he like basically accuses her of like not wanting him to go to her dad's wedding, which like based on his behavior is super valid.
1: And that's also that that part really like bugged me a little. Not really bugged me. That's the wrong way. That's the wrong way to look at it. It, Ashley's reaction bugged me because I'm like, that's kind of a manipulative thing for him to say because what is she supposed to respond like no of course I do uh, uh. but also before that he's like whose side are you on because she'd been saying well of course he's in the office we were talking and passing notes like obviously that's was what was gonna happen
0: this is the most rational Ashley has ever been um it's the most she's ever made sense to me
1: yeah no she's super rational she's like of course we got in trouble Um, so yeah, I, (laughs) this scene made me go, yes, Ashley. And then many scenes later, I will be going, no, Ashley. So we'll get to that later. (laughs) Oh, Ashley, she has her moments,
2: but they are few and far between. Um, but then we are in the gym and everyone is practicing Liberty's play. And I just wrote down, of course, Liberty wrote a vampire play and (laughs) Alex is in the play. Manny is like the star of the play. They're practicing. It's great. But then Mr. Raditch is like, um, what? Vampires? Violence? Sex? What's happening? He and doesn't he, say sex. Well, be fair. whatever. He's not <laughs> cool with the play. I don't think he saw any of the sex. That's <laughs> true. That happens behind the scenes in Secret when we get to
1: that episode <gasps> later. Oh, okay. I do have a question about this scene, though. So I can't remember all of Secret, although I saw it not that long ago. But if I remember, so Manny in this scene is playing Mina. And I think there's a continuity error because in secret, I'm pretty sure Darcy is Mina and then she is fired. I don't remember. And I'm like, wait, how like Manny is still there. Like, I don't understand. There's not that many women roles in Dracula. And I'm like, if Manny is Mina, why I'm just, I have a lot of confusion about the Mina casting. Um, Also, I have no idea who Alex is playing. (laughs) Yeah, I have no idea. We'll have to look out for that. Also, since when is Alex in the drama club?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, first of all, I love that they keep saying drama. Um, I don't know, but she stays in it because then Amy is in it too.
1: Okay, uh, why are Alex and Amy in the drama club? Alex is
0: over time becoming more of a joiner. Uh, but Amy? She's like, Well, Amy, I think, just follows Alex because Amy doesn't have other friends. <laughs> and Alex is becoming more of... Like just, I mean, I don't want to be like she's conforming and selling out, but like she's becoming like less interested in like being an asshole with Jay, and she's like befriending Paige, and she's vice president, so she has like that whole thing going. So I think she's kind of like evening out. So it makes sense to me, and I think she's playing like a nurse or something. (laughs) There's uh, there's always a female role in plays like this that are like (laughs) handmaiden. (laughs) Yeah, I love Alex so much
1: (laughs) every time I rewatch I'm like I am so in love with you be my best friend or my girlfriend either one would be fine
0: the theme of this podcast is and will always be I love Alex
1: (laughs) even when she's really mean I'm like I get you yeah (laughs) even when she's really mean
2: you're like oh you're so cute
1: (laughs) I like it because when she's mean she's still funny also I love I she always has good earrings and clothes and I just love her
2: all of the hoops and all of the wife beaters.
1: I'm still pro hoops. It's, <laughs> I don't have pierced ears, which is probably a good thing. I would have these massive, like, crazy earrings all the time. So speaking of hoops, maybe
2: we should get into fashion, please, before we forget. Oh.
1: Um, Ashley is
2: wearing, like, this skull vest yes. thing, which is amazing. I,
1: unsurprisingly, loved it.
2: <laughs> also, when she and Craig are sitting down in the hall, like, practicing
0: whatever they are wearing like matching converse and it's like of course they are <laughs> yeah i actually for that scene i wrote in ashley's converse and like leather like wristlet are that she looks like an ad for like what what's that like anti drug ad like oh my god yes l- i know what you're
1: talking about you know
0: it's got like a pointing up symbol in it but it looks like an ad for one of those and she looks <laughs> like like the cliche like when the dog is talking to the girl, he's like, You've been smoking a lot of pot lately. <laughs> she she looked, that is like 100% what she looks like in that moment, and it's perfect.
2: I, were they called like above the influence ads? It's yes. like, Yes, and yes. there is. And like sometimes it would be like, it would like cycle through like blank is my anti drug and stuff like that. And then there were the ones where like, Ever since she started smoking marijuana, she, <laughs> <laughs> she's. Like been like totally like unreceptive. It's like she blends into her environment. It's like the melted girl sitting on a couch or something.
0: But anyway, all those people always had like untied converse and a leather wristlet. And that was Ashley in this moment. Um, Manny is wearing head to toe yellow several times. She's wearing like a juicy couture jumpsuit, (laughs) but it's yellow. Like she is the cutest banana. And (laughs) Liberty is wearing pink pants. Which is certainly a thing. <laughs>
1: okay, so the Manny thing with yellow. I have deep envy for anyone who can wear yellow with confidence because ye- I, I fear yellow. Yellow on me is the scariest thing. And so whenever I see someone in like legit yellow and looking good, I'm like, I don't even care what you're wearing. I'm just proud of you.
0: <laughs> well, the thing is that the three of us are white people and white people notoriously cannot wear yellow. <laughs> That is not a. It's not a great look for us. <laughs> this is true. It's it's not the best. Um, Craig is wearing a lightning bolt shirt, and at one point he is rocking his leather jacket. Also, speaking of Craig, his suit for going out and like spending Joey's money is terrible garbage nonsense. It's bad. He wait, looks like he's going to sing on a cruise ship. Is this? Wait, is this? Which
1: one is this one? Is this the one with the hat? Yes. Oh. oh, it is
0: the one with the hat.
1: Oh, man. While we were watching, I literally said, is is that a fedora? Like,
2: why? I don't know if it was a fedora, but it was something in the fedora family.
1: I My prom date had that hat. Um, <laughs> but it was black with a pink ribbon wrapped around it to match my dress. And oh my before gosh. we went to prom, his mother pulled me aside and said, Promise me you will make him take it off for at least <laughs> one of the pictures. So I have a picture without that stupid hat. I'm Amazing. Like, I promise. And I I fulfilled that promise.
2: I will say it could have You're been. You're welcome, Mrs. Walker. It could have been worse. One of my friends, her prom date literally wore a top hat and a coat with tails to prom <laughs> with a cane.
1: One of The boy I was madly in love with in high school, who I now know was gay, wore a bowler hat to prom. And I he may have brought a walking stick he he knew he was being ridiculous though that's the difference between him and my prom date who just really wanted a fedora
0: yeah there was a guy in my high school who wore to our prom he wore like an all-white tux and like a white top hat and a cane oh dear but the thing is and shout out to matt if you're listening which you don't listen it's fine but uh, he's married now who cares but the thing is he is like an extremely good looking person like like stupidly attractive like should not have been that good looking in high school because we're all weird and terrible in high school ridiculously attractive can literally wear that dumb outfit and we were all like you're so pretty
1: (laughs) (laughs) i i think every high school prom has one guy who shows up in a white tux
0: like, yeah. every
1: high school prom, there's one guy who's like, I'm going to wear a white tux just because. Um, my prom day was, like, super, super nerdy, but he looked like a like a younger Zac Efron. Like, he got told this frequently in high school. So even, but, like, even as attractive as he was with that top hat, like, or the, the fedora, it still looked ridiculous. It was, like, too big for his head. It was a thing. Um, and so I was like, okay, in the couple's picture, no hat. We weren't dating. We were just good friends, but he listened to me. Um, and I was like, in the pictures by yourself, you can wear your hat all you want. So, his mom was like, later, thank you. <laughs> I have one without that stupid hat. <laughs> she hated that so My much.
0: prom date dressed well, but was a nightmare date. And so, obviously, I dated him for a long time after that. <laughs> um, because that's who I am as a person. Shouts out. Um. Anyway, so... Ashley's aunt is wearing a terrible frilly oh, tank top. So bad. It's really. It's like it's like mint green and all the frills. Like, I cannot cascading. wait to talk about her. Oh, I'm her excited. Her fashion is the
1: least of the issues here. <laughs> I know, but although it's, it's bad, it's
0: it's real bad.
1: Her hair's not good either. Oh gosh. Well, we have a YouTube
2: comment coming up, I'm commenting on that. Um, Manny at one point is wearing like the fattest platform pink flip-flops I love them which are great they're so good Um, I got too loud there
1: sorry I have feelings about platform anything
2: and while Craig's suit like his weird leisure suit his white (laughs) shoe with the hat um, while that is not great his other suit is also not bad I'm just not a fan of brown suits
0: no and that is what he
2: wears to like change into mid-rehearsal dinner dance thing To spoiler alert, propose to
1: Ashley. Like, also, why did he get another suit? Like, just wear the first suit? Like, especially when the suit you get as a second suit is not good. Like, I would, like, we'll get to this later. I, like, after that, I would never trust Marco to shop with me (laughs) ever again.
0: I wouldn't trust Marco to shop with me regardless. Like, the whole, like, it's not like he dresses super well. No, (laughs) that's the thing. It's like this weird, like, oh, the gay guy is so fashionable, like, trope. But, like, Marco dresses, like, hot garbage. Like, he is not <laughs> fashionable. But, but Dylan He's gets crazy involved too.
1: And I'm like, Dylan, you okayed
0: this? Like, why? Well,
2: Dylan, I feel like, is not concerned with fashion in the slightest. He's, no, like, No, but sporty, he doesn't look terrible, at least. That's true. But I think he wears, like, a pretty basic, like, set type of, like, sporty clothes and doesn't really venture outside of that. But, yeah, like, Marco is so bad at dressing himself that he literally asked spinner for fashion advice on his first date with Dylan like why are we trusting him oh
1: I forgot that oh okay speaking of spinner going back to the hallway scene again spinner's hair it's so bad it's so bad like look I'm legally blind and I can tell you it's So bad. (laughs) Like, it's not even... Like, it's clearly trying to be emo of the time. And, like, look, I I had a crush on a fair share of boys who had to flip their hair out of their eyes, okay? But it's not even good emo hair. It's, like, doesn't suit your face emo hair. Like, he was so much cuter with, like, just, like, untamed curls. I'm, like, just... Go back to when you weren't trying. It's better when you're not trying.
0: There are like brief instances where Spinner's hair is good, and this is not one of them.
1: (laughs) This whole phase, I'm just I wish, I wish I could just erase that haircut from my memory. It's so bad.
0: Uh, He's he's always rough. Um. Oh, Ashley's dress for the wedding is perfect. It's actually really good. I love it. It's like it's like baby blue, but it's like all of the like. There's, like, weird, like, stripes intermittently and, like, the lining on it. And when you look up close, you realize that it's black leather. It's not just black felt. And I'm like, this is kind of a badass dress. And it's pretty perfect for, like, Ashley as a human.
1: Yeah, I know. It's, like, wedding appropriate, but also, like, with a little bit of Ashley to it. And I'm like, this is cute. Definitely. This is, this is some of the better choices you've made. <laughs>
2: um, I don't really have any other fashion notes.
1: Me neither. I do. JT... <laughs> once again is collaring all the time like i remember this episode and every time i remember it i remember that jt had a collar on in like, of every scene cuffs and collars and i'm like I, I think in one of the episodes you guys mentioned that he looks a little chandler bing and that's kind of kind of appropriate i'm like <laughs> that's actually pretty spot on and i'm like but isn't jt supposed to be kind of like
0: cool now well the thing is pseudo cool the thing is that in the if this was if his clothes were more ill-fitting and this was the 90s it would be very Chandler bang but like I distinctly remember that like that was like a staple outfit of like the Abercrombie and Fitch sort of brand
1: see i don't remember this only because so i grew up in kentucky and like camo was what was fashionable where (laughs) i'm from um and if you wore if you were a dude and you wore a collar to school like too much like the only guys i remember wearing collars to school at this time were definitely nerds who came out of the closet in college so uh, and that's why they actually dressed decently (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um but like in my like where i'm from if you wore anything besides like basically what spinner and craig wear is pretty much like other than camo with the boys in my school wore.
0: yeah no it was it was like a staple of abercrombie and fitch and some like american eagle type of stuff like with like a touch of hollister like if you like morphed all those three stores together you would basically have like jt's look which i mean i don't know about canada but like as far as like where i grew up in like northeast coast area like that was very like of the time like coolest guys in school dressed that way
1: yeah and when i'm from the cool guys were in the future farmers of america so (laughs) i say cool with air quotes no it was definitely
2: like that in northern california too it was all about abercrombie american eagle hollister end of list and they're all basically the same store anyway <laughs> Hollister and Abercrombie are owned by like the same people I think Hollister is owned by Abercrombie garbage people It's yeah horrible people but all of their clothes look the same. The
1: difference is you could walk into Hollister without gagging because of the smell. But you couldn't see cuz it's like pitch black in that store. Oh, I know because I'm <laughs> visually impaired and I my friends would be like let's go into Hollister. I'm like I will wait out here cuz I can't see in Hollister. It's crazy. Um so where are we?
2: Mr. Radich was censoring the play. And yeah, so Mister Radish is not a fan of the Dracula play. He's like, we just experienced a shooting. We need something happy. We can't have anything dark and stormy.
1: And it's like, oh, of course he does not understand how people process at no, all,
0: not at all. And he also he wants he doesn't just want to make it like bright and shiny. He wants to make it bright and shiny and like pro degrassi. Like he wants like pro degrassi propaganda
1: yeah no literally that's what he wants because he's like what about a musical and liberty's like a musical of dracula which immediately made me think of forgetting sarah marshall
0: and uh, i was and i was like that would be great i would watch the shit i Look would that. love
1: that it, e- even if it had puppets like in forgetting sarah marshall
0: especially if it had puppets, like in forgetting <laughs> sarah marshall
1: tr- i want degrassi to have a puppeteering team i don't know why <laughs> it hasn't happened yet they have every it's like a okay I have to comment on this. Degrassi is a small school. We find out it has 700 students. That's about 100 per year if they're starting in seventh grade or so. Or, yeah, sixth or seventh grade or so, right? I went to a school that had 100 students per grade. And we had very few clubs. And Degrassi has a club for – everything they have a gymnastics team we haven't seen in years
0: (laughs) (laughs) i forgot that that existed
1: that apparently emma and manny were on they've got field hockey they've got like they've got everything and i'm like this school gets so much funding um they can have a puppeteering team my tiny high school for a short time had a puppeteering team that did puppeteering puppet shows about uh pollution so (laughs) (laughs) that's amazing it, it was pretty great so I think Degrassi needs a puppeteering team to do this Dracula musical. That's not what happens. But when Liberty says a musical of Dracula, Mr. Reddish says a musical about Degrassi. And he gets super excited about his own idea.
2: Yeah. And he's the only one because they're looking at him like he's in, a, like he is out of his mind.
1: Um, but then
2: we cut over to the hospital and Jimmy is doing some like physical therapy, trying to pull himself up. And Craig comes in and is, like, right off the bat, like, complaining about his situation with Ashley and just, like, venting to Jimmy. And Jimmy is like, okay, whatever. But also just the ultimate voice of reason. And he's like, like, calm down. Like, your her parents have a reason not to like you, please. And Craig is just kind of steamrolling the entire conversation with his problems.
1: Yeah, all he hears is, I need to talk to her alone. <laughs> Right. Which is fair. That was good advice. He he goes the wrong way. (laughs) Yeah. And so
2: then this leads him to I need to talk to her alone. So I need to get a hotel room, obviously, because that's where his brain is going. (laughs) And he goes home and he asks Joey if he could borrow his credit card. And Joey's like, um, what are you talking about? No, I'm not giving you my card. And uh, Craig is like, I can give you the money up front. I just need to borrow it really quick. And Joey's like, no, eat some pizza. We're painting the house. Go away. And so obviously Craig steals the credit card um, to rent a hotel room.
1: Okay. I love how as soon as Craig says, um, hey, I need a favor. Joey's like, I have no money. <laughs> which which. Normally, parents say that, in the kid, like in shows, parents say that, and the kid is like, "No, that's not what I was gonna ask for." But like, that's legit what Craig wanted.
0: <laughs> Seriously. Um, did we talk about him visiting Jimmy yet? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um, Poor well, Jimmy. One thing about Jimmy is, besides the fact that like he's lovely, um, and like the most perfect human on the show, uh, so Craig is like, "Ashley's gonna break up with me," and his response is, "Well, it is her turn, right?"
1: <laughs> but okay, that also doesn't make sense though because. Ashley broke up with him last time, so wouldn't it be Craig's turn?
0: I think uh, since it was Craig's fault, it can be Ashley's turn still. Okay,
1: fair. As long as it's for no reason, it's, it should be as Ashley's turn. It's always turn. Ashley's turn. Yeah. Uh,
0: um. So yeah. Um. Oh, I was very happy to see Caitlyn. Just anytime Caitlyn's in my life, and I love her with dark hair, and I love her with short hair. I'm just. Caitlin and Caitlin's good hair can always be in my life. And for an episode that features Joey's family a lot, there's far less Angela, which I'm very grateful for. Truth. And I'm mad at Craig for stealing the credit card. Cause I'm like, come on, you're better. Even like, even while you're unraveling, you're better. Yeah.
2: But Joey is too distracted to like notice that something is up with Craig or that he got his credit card stolen. Distracted and a little in denial. I yeah, think. Definitely.
0: And I think this is like a thing with Joey a lot is that he like will overlook things that are clearly happening like because he gets too wrapped up in his own stuff because he doesn't 100% know how to have two children. Like he's doing his best and he's a very good father figure but sometimes he just he's young and he has a teenager suddenly and so I think he just like gets too wrapped up in his own shit and then, like, stuff about Craig it just falls by the wayside.
1: Yeah, I think that that's one thing that needs to be remembered is that is actually really young. Like, for, like, a parent in this situation, because it's, impl- like, it's made clear, like, Craig's mom was older than him. Like, he was a younger man for her. And so, like, because, like, I'm doing math here. Craig is a year older than Emma, and I think on Degrassi, Spike was, like, 14 when she had Emma
2: right and season one opens with their 10 year reunion so yeah. he's so probably he like 20, so he would have been 28 in yeah season one.
1: exactly and so 29 in season two so by now he's like at most 31
2: 31 32 something like that and he's
1: got a like 16 year old in the house
2: he's literally half his age yeah at I'm this sorry. point um but yeah there's not a big age gap and he's doing his best but It's, yeah, like you said, things fall through the cracks. So then we move. We are at the place where we're at, like, the rehearsal dinner spot or the reception spot for Ashley's dad's wedding. And this is when we meet Sally is her name. Ashley's favorite quote-unquote aunt, (laughs) who is the sister of the man her dad is marrying because apparently he's a younger man. And so his uh, sister is around their age. I think she must be a little bit older than them, but she is like a young lady.
1: Oh, can I talk about Sally? (laughs) I want to talk about this scene so much. Every time I rewatch it, I'm convinced one thing is happening, and then I have to remember it's not what happens. So Sally comes up to Craig, and it's just like immediately flirting with him, and it's A, the actress is not good. Um, she's really not good but be her voice for flirting is so over the top so she's like my brother told me about you you know and like that's literally <laughs> how she talks and he's like and craig's like oh and what what version did i have horns uh, you know a tail in that one and she's like you mean you're different now darn <laughs> that is exactly how she talks and she, and Craig's like, look, you can flirt with me all you want, but like, I love your niece. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, the amount of time that talks, she like the aunt thing comes up. I'm like, I can't. Okay, they whatever. really hammer
2: through like the fact that she's going to be Ashley's aunt, but she's like so young. It's so
1: weird. I don't know what's happening. Also, we never see her after this episode. So oh, why, never again. Why? Did, okay, but hold on, we're not we're not even done with the scene yet. So then Ashley comes up and it's like. I thought you only said I love you at airports. And then Sally literally just like wonders away. <laughs> like, <laughs> Ashley doesn't even address the fact that you were just hitting on my boyfriend. Like, no, it's never said again. Every time I watch this episode, every time I'm like, oh, this is like a setup. Like Ashley asked her to flirt with Greg to make sure he wouldn't cheat on her. Like this is like a test because the acting is so bad and so over the top. But that's not it at all. Apparently Ashley did not have her do this, which makes more Sally stuff that happens later even stranger because Ashley caught her hitting on her boyfriend and Sally just like wonders off like nothing happened it's the weirdest scene and Sally is the weirdest character and it does not I just I have so many thoughts about her later it's so weird and yeah she's not
2: the best actress and she really she just reminds me of Megan Fox from Holiday in the Sun (laughs) with her weird over-the-top like mean girl like flirty like weird breathy voice and it's uh, weird
1: my favorite is still darn (laughs) i can't i can't darn you're not a monster person you mean you're different now darn i'm like i can't i can't handle it
2: it's so stupid but then craig is like i have to show you something and then he brings her to the hotel room and they're like oh my god we finally have a space to like be alone and ashley's very excited about it and she's like there are two beds and he's like yeah there are two of us and it's like oh craig you're such a smooth talker
1: wait i have to go back a second though because something about this confuses me and i'm hoping one of you can explain so craig's like i have to show you something and he shows her the key and he's like it's a hotel room for later and at some point doesn't ashley's mom show up in that moment for a second i can't remember i I think she does and it's still you know like Ugh, Craig basically yeah and and then suddenly they're at the hotel I'm like what did Ashley say to every like everyone is there like getting ready for this like how did she get away was she just like BRB like before she takes off to this hotel room with her I I'm just so confused does no one wonder where Ashley went like everyone seems to be relying on her for stuff for this wedding like I I'm so confused about this moment.
2: I don't know. I have a feeling like she just managed to slip away because Craig asked
0: her to go with him. So he leads her in and it's C and A with the heart and rose petals are on the floor of the (laughs) hotel room. And I'm like, this is just too much. Like, we don't need. I mean. Uh, it's it's just so like television cliche with the rose petals and I'm like your children just stop it
1: but so where did he get rose petals when yeah. did that happen
0: I have no idea uh, but you know the two bed thing was sweet and she was like what if we did one bed and I don't know if this was a direction that they gave her or if she did this unconsciously but she opened her legs <laughs> I noticed like that too. she straight up opened her legs and I was like Like, you know, I mean, that's actually like fairly realistic, (laughs) but also was this a direction that like one of the directors gave her or was or is it just like an instinctual thing or was she just like, I feel like my character would do this in this moment. Like, I want to know the backstory just to that, like slight opening of the legs moment.
1: I'm going to hope it was not a direction her director gave her because that seems real creepy because I'm pretty sure she's actually underage like the actress is at this moment.
0: So let's I'm going to hope that she was just like, oh, I didn't even realize I did that. (laughs) It's just like a thing that I felt like I should do. Or like maybe she's like, I was just adjusting, but Yeah, so that happened, and then they
1: have sex.
0: Craig is so excited, by the way. Like, I love like his joy in that moment when
1: she's like, uh, "What if we just needed one bed?" and he's like confused for a minute
0: because <laughs> he's stupid, <laughs>
1: and then she's he's like, "Huh?" All, which amuses me because I'm like, Craig, like you were trying to get in her pants so hard when you guys were dating before, and now you're like, "Wait, what?" I well, mean,
0: I understand him being excited because he's been trying to have sex with Ashley for like two. Seasons. it's true but then my favorite he's like, she's like yeah if
1: you have something and he's like oh yeah yeah (laughs) he's like a like overexcited puppy and it's like really amusing to me i'm like oh teenage boy and then
2: pulls out a comically long like strip of condoms he's like of course i have something
1: i'm never gonna make that mistake again i'm like oh we're gonna blow past that i'm "I'm never gonna be without that's what he says never again will i be without yeah which implies like we're gonna have sex a lot after today and i'm like okay Greg.
0: That and just like the casual reference to impregnating Manny. I'm like, well, at least we've learned our lesson. Oh, I didn't
1: even think about that.
0: Like, to me, I read that moment as after
1: today, I will never be without. But you're right. That's about Manny. And that's uncomfortable.
0: Oh, that ruins everything. Like, why would you lead into your first time with Ashley by talking about your error in judgment with manny i just oh dear god and then after the sex ashley has um, (laughs) some wait wait so the commercial cuts
1: off as they're about to have sex and then it picks up again in the middle of craig like talking
0: while he watches tv (laughs) i mean as someone who had sex in high school with high school boys about a commercial break (laughs) that's about how long it takes (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's about it
2: it
1: like like not even looking at her he's just like nah, 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 while he watches tv and then no, it's, it's
0: like it's like two and a half minutes and then you <laughs> and then by then it's like so i guess we're gonna watch tv and she's like her hair is like perfect sex hair and then she starts crying which like okay it's an emotional moment so that he's also panicking felt, that
1: felt accurate to ashley i'm like yes ashley would be the one that cries Ashley this would
0: cry after sex and um, she'll write a
1: song about it later I'm sure
0: oh yeah it'll be very sad for some reason even though it was like a happy <laughs> moment <laughs> whatever and she's like not even crying because she's happy and or crying because she's sad she's just crying because she has so many feelings <laughs> she's like I, my but Craig also it's like I'm sorry for, for whatever I did I immediately apologize
1: <laughs> I'm like Craig that probably should be your reaction at this point as many times as you've screwed
0: up <laughs> it's true that's kind of how he should respond to all things um and then ashley's like no i'm just feeling all my feelings but i'm happy and so that's a nice moment i guess i don't know it's fine and she's like i have to go it's my dad's wedding i have to leave now and he's like but i have food here and i'm like well that's a solid argument (laughs) i mean there will be food at the wedding but i like that that's his go-to and then he's like but i'm your craig and i was just like "Ew, i hate this okay but hold on we skip
1: over a really important moment where he's like she's like i'm overwhelmed and he's like well, we could we could get out of here we could get an apartment in vancouver and i'm like is this craig's go-to thing every time like this is sort of what he did with angela with british columbia like is Craig's go-to thing like let's just leave and go move somewhere
0: yes Craig- and, but
1: ashley ignores that completely like doesn't even act like that's a strange thing for him
0: to say that's true and, and it's not even like let's just run away it's always like specifically let's run away to british columbia or or vancouver well vancouver is in british columbia so it's my canadian (laughs) geography is terrible (laughs) mine is barely okay um i i can't even name all of the like regions but uh yeah so their whole his whole thing is like let's run away to bc for everything and she doesn't even address it which is like probably a good move on her part
1: Yeah, and then she's like, he's my dad. And Craig's like, but I'm your Craig. And I'm like, okay. And she's like, yes, you
2: are. And you know what? You're just as important part of my life as they are. And you're coming with me. And
1: we're like, "All right.
2: That's going to go great.
1: It frustrates me. Like, if Ashley is supposedly, she's dated him once before. They were friends for a short time before they started dating again, I guess. Yeah. And I'm like, she knows him she doesn't recognize that something is up and that kind of surprises me because I feel like it's somewhat obvious. Something is up. Like Joey makes a little more sense. Like he's in clear denial. Ashley just seems to be like, yeah, okay, this is normal until suddenly she's like, it's not. Yeah.
2: She, yeah, I think she's just going with it while it's like working for them until, and then she doesn't really get it until he's lashing out in a negative way. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's weird that she doesn't totally notice. But, meanwhile, let's hop to the B-plot real quick. Um, So, after Mr. Radich has told JT and Liberty to, like, rewrite the whole musical about Degrassi, they are at the dot and they have Manny come meet them and they're like, <laughs> Pitching her on this weird like storyline about Shelley, about <laughs> Shelley, who I think is based on their lunch lady, Sheila, who like been there since Degrassi started. And they're like, start singing the song. And Manny's like, I'm waiting for you to tell me this is a joke. This is awful. What are you doing? And she's like, you guys need to fix this. Go brainstorm in the hot tub and like come back to me like this is garbage and i'm like brainstorming the hot tub what are you doing
1: <laughs> why is it, everybody is obsessed with liberty's hot tub I because, know this gets brought up a lot and it's this is not the last time we see or hear about the hot tub it returns um but also i have a confession to make so the lyrics that they give her are like oh these hallowed halls of stone make me want to dial home which is an <laughs> et reference however <laughs> for the longest time i missed that it was an et reference and i thought they were singing oh these hallowed halls of stone make me want to die alone that's what <laughs> i thought it said oh thank
0: god okay i heard the same thing because i was like oh I was like, I feel this is so much better i was like this isn't upbeat at all and i'm like why why do they want to die alone
1: i was like i'm so glad because i was like what is wrong with me that i really thought this is what they were singing for a, like since high school It wasn't until I rewatched it
0: recently that I'm like, oh, dial home. I'm actually really glad you pointed that out because I've been trying to figure that out for a long time. And also, isn't it phone home? So why why would they change it? Because phone home doesn't sound good I don't I don't know
1: but it seriously sounds like die alone and I'm like why is it happy that you want to die alone and I I don't understand I
2: didn't even know it was dial home until you literally just said it five seconds ago I thought it was die alone up until this moment well JT
1: does actually say later that like she's just seen E.T. and that's that was my first clue when I realized oh they're saying dial home okay that makes more sense although why would hallow halls of stone make you want to Dial home. I, 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 it still doesn't make any sense. Also, they're it's not bad.
0: Ha- it's a public high school. It's not <laughs> hallowed halls of stone. <laughs> they don't go to Chilton. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it, yeah, no, it's it's terrible.
0: It's bad. Also, they're just stealing the tune of "Twinkle Twinkle Little Star," which I don't think is allowed when you're writing a musical.
1: No, it's. Well, I mean, it might be. Fa- I mean, it's technically fair use because Mozart came up with that, so it's like. Well, into the fair use realm. Which is probably why they can use it for the actual show. But I don't know. It's not I mean, it a not matter. Like, it's oh. terrible. And Manny's like, this is bad. Go fix it. Yeah. And then we are at the
2: rehearsal dinner, and Ashley has brought Craig. And her mom is like, mm, can I talk to you for a second? And Ashley's like, whatever you say to me, you can say in front of Craig. And Craig's like, no, no, I'll leave. You guys talk. Like trying to be like courteous and considerate, and trying to get into the good grace graces of Ashley's mom, and uh, Ashley's mom is like, like I'm worried about you. I, like, why is he here? I don't want him here. And Ashley's like, I love him. I took him back. Like, you're at Dad's like rehearsal dinner right now, and he left you for another man, and you managed to forgive him. And I forgave Craig, or I forgived, I forgave Craig, and you should be happy for me. And, um, but her mom's like, he broke your heart and I don't like him for that. And Ashley's like, well, get over it.
1: <laughs> yeah. Her mom's like, we just put you back together again, which sounds dramatic, but I'm also kind of like Fair. Because it wasn't that long ago that Ashley was like skipping school and so sul- sulking her room. Cause she just couldn't handle it. So I'm kind of like, like, if I was her mom, I'd be like, you just started going back to school again and not writing about girls who died in the Spanish civil war. <laughs> <laughs> so I just
0: forget which
1: is my favorite Ashley line ever. It's about a girl who died in the Spanish civil war. I can't believe no one got it. Um, so I'm like, I kind of understand like if I, if this was my daughter, and he didn't just, she, like, she, I don't, I wonder if actually told her about the Manny pregnancy. Anyway. She
0: probably did. Cause she said maybe next time I won't tell her every detail of our breakup.
1: Yeah. So if I knew that this boy had dated my daughter and then impregnated another girl, um, and then my kid was like, you know, went from already kind of gothy to like depressed, like it, it, I, I don't know I'd also just be worried about Ashley if I was her mother because she goes through many transformations <laughs> and what? I think I would be like okay I'm very confused one minute you were friends with Paige then you hated Paige and then you're friends with Paige again and you're in a band with her and then there's Craig and I I, I would just give up if I was her mom I'm like I'm not gonna
0: keep up with what you're doing but I, I totally understand where her mom is coming oh, from for like sure. I get it
1: also just I don't so want Craig dating my teenage daughter
0: no way um <laughs> Also, just a quick note, um, at the very beginning of the scene, before anything else happens, Toby sees Sally and starts creeping behind her. (laughs) Yes!
1: Also, okay, maybe I'm insensitive. Why is Toby there? Uh, Toby is
0: uh, Ashley's stepbrother.
1: Yeah, but it's her stepbrother. He, he is the son of her mom's new husband's family. I don't know.
0: I think it's just that they're all kind of blending together, like as like one big, like supportive unit. I don't understand this. I mean, <laughs> it's weird, but I also like, I kind of understand it because even in their speech, they're talking about how they're like a unique family, but I'm like, all right, we're all supporting each other in this moment, I guess. I mean, my when my cousin got married, Like, my aunt invited people that, like, nobody talks to just because it was, like, big wedding time.
1: Yeah. I mean, I maybe I'm also, like, confused because, like, this probably would happen in my family because my family is bizarre. But I'm like, but my family is dysfunctional and these people seem mostly functional. (laughs) Yeah. I think it's, like, it... Like, also, I would just a- not want Toby there. <laughs> <laughs> if I was Ashley's dad, I'd be like, can you leave that kid at home?
2: I'm also assuming that his dad is technically there with them, we so it makes Toby's more dad. sense. But we haven't seen Toby's dad in a while. Like, I don't know what happened to that actor. But I think like technically Jeff is probably there as Ashley's mom's date, and Ashley's mom is there because she is still like very, very close to her dad. Like they still love each other, but she's throwing the wedding. In love with each other. Yeah. So I think it makes sense that Toby is there because his and like the rest of his family is there. It'd be weird if they only left Toby at home.
1: It'd be great. (laughs) If they only left Toby at home. I am I am notoriously anti Toby.
2: Yeah. Um but then I think Then, like, they're all dance, It, like, cuts to them all dancing together. And Toby and Mrs. Kerwin are dancing together, which I thought was strange. (laughs) And Ashley and Craig are dancing. And then Craig all of a sudden is like, I'll be right back. I got to go for a second. And then he goes to his house and gets, like, puts on his brown suit and grabs, (laughs) like, a little tiny package from his shoebox, which we then find out is a ring. And he comes back to the rehearsal (gasps) dinner.
1: Wait. You miss a great part, though, where they're like do you what did what did Caitlin say do you have a lounge gig <laughs> like, like, <laughs> which I love and then he goes through and this is like stupid parents like 101 is this moment is because he's he's talking about Ashley and he's like why did I cheat on her and of course Joe and Caitlin look at each other and Caitlin's like sometimes you will make mistakes and I'm like yeah like Tessa Campanelli um I know that whole saga Um, but he like talks about Ashley and how great she is and how he'll never mess it up again and never, never, never is what he says. And he keeps saying like, Ash and me, eat me and Ash. And then he leaves and he's like, oh, I'm staying at Marcos. I'm like, you believe him? (laughs) Like after that spiel about Ashley, you believe that he's going to Marcos? Really?
0: I don't think they do. I think that they're just also like 31 and like don't really like i mean of, of all the things that like joey worries about for craig i think him sleeping over ashley's house like after a wedding isn't like top of his list I just, so i think maybe he's like purposely turning a blind eye
1: uh i just i had so many questions about that he's like okay i'll be at marco's bye and they're like okay
0: <laughs> yeah no one tries to stop him although I think Caitlyn, like, clearly knows that something is going on because she's like, are you okay? And I just want to be like, Caitlyn, he's having a manic episode. Like, help. Somebody help him because he's like, the thing with, and we find out that Craig has bipolar disorder, spoiler alert. But the thing with um bipolar disorder is that, like, in the throes of mania, like, there are, Oh, there, it's, it's not just, like, being, like, happy. It's, like, there are, like, plenty of warning signs, um, and one of them is, like, talking very quickly and having, like, basically delusions of grandeur, which is, like, classic Craig in this moment.
1: Yeah. No, it's... It, I think Jake Epstein, like, this episode really captures what a good actor he is, especially when he's talking to Sally, who's <laughs> not. Um, but... I was talking to a good friend of mine. Um, shout out to Hannah Moskowitz, who will be very happy I said her name, um, who is also a writer. And I was asking her because I, I really care about the depiction of disability in um, television and in books as a disabled person. Uh, although I guess you can't see because we're on a podcast, but I am I am legally blind. That's why I have a dog in the room with us. Um, and so I – Obviously, have mental health issues, but I don't have bipolar disorder. So I messaged Hannah, who's really open about bipolar disorder. And I was like, I know you love Craig. What are your thoughts on this specific episode? And I'll talk more about some of her thoughts later when we get to it. But one thing she pointed out, she's like, Jake Epstein nailed it as far as the acting goes. She was like, She Because even when he acts like he's having fun in his manic point, there's just this look in his eye. Like he's also kind of confused and miserable. And she was like, it just. She's like, I believed him in a lot of, especially those early scenes. I, she was like, as like I remembered my my own manic episodes. Also, he writes a ton of songs, and like Hannah back in the day could write a whole novel in nine days, and like. She, this was pre-diagnosis and now people tell her
0: oh I wish I could do that and she's like no no you don't you really no, you really don't (laughs) please never wish to have like manic episodes like it's it's a hellscape nightmare
1: she's like it's it's useful in the moment but it's terrible (laughs) it's it's the
0: worst um so yeah so he's clearly having a manic episode he's talking really quickly he's repeating himself in places too yeah and he's and he's doing like crazy impulsive things like taking down his mother's ring from a shoebox, And he's going to go like, and, and it's just, he's convinced himself that these are all great ideas, which is another part of it. It's just like convincing yourself that like these big, like things are just brilliant, genius, perfect ideas and the best ideas you've ever had. And it's going to be amazing. And like, yeah, it's, it's, it's just very like classic. You know, bipolar disorder manic episode. So then, jumping off that, he gets back
2: to the rehearsal dinner and he pulls Ashley aside and he gets down on one knee and he is proposing to her. And she is very confused and is like, Wait, no, what? What are you doing?
1: No, I'm not going to marry you. What are you talking about? Perfect reaction where she like almost laughs because it like she clearly thinks he's kidding a little. And she's like, I'm sorry, I can't. C- craig no and i'm like yes this is how a like 16 year old would this is a logical react. reaction
2: to this like situation
1: yeah like uh, this is you know she's clearly like this is strange no and then he gets
2: angry and he's like no i want you to marry me and she's like craig no what are you talking about and then he like runs away and it's very dramatic and confusing for everybody But then, real quick, we are at the hot tub at Liberty's house, and Danny is literally snorkeling in the hot tub.
1: (laughs) Danny is forever the worst. (laughs)
2: And Liberty and JT are like commiserating about the stupid musical, and then um, Liberty starts writing like the radish song, like radishes, radishes, not so sweet like brown and round and gross to eat. And they're like, Oh my Excuse God, me. it's red and round." red and round. God. I'm sorry. How do you not know the, <laughs> all the lyrics to the radish song? And, and JG's like, wait, what is that? And she's like, it's a song. It's like a form of rebellion. And I'm like, I love that JT and Liberty's form of rebellion is writing a show tune to <laughs> stick it to the man.
1: I mean, Liberty clearly has a grease obsession though, and like that whole movie is like, "Sandy, I'm going to be a re- like I'm going to be a rebel, and now I'm going to sing to you." Yeah. Like, so JT, it all makes sense.
2: JT and Liberty are such drama nerds <laughs> that I love it. I love drama. it so much. That that's how they
0: say it in Canada.
1: Also, since when is JT a director? There's so many things about this drama club.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you guys, I'm living for the drama. It's so dramatic.
1: There's so many. I'm going to apologize now to my friend Courtney if she hears this. She's my she's my Canadian YA writer friend. And she I just saw her recently. And she's going to be like, quit it. Um, but, I mean, come on. Progress also comes up later. Um, but... Okay, I have a lot of questions about this drama club that I don't think we've ever seen before. Have we?
0: No, we definitely have not. And,
1: like, so I'm like, okay, some of the people make sense. Manny being in it makes sense, considering what happens later in the series. Although this is, I think, the first time we're told she wants to be an actress, maybe. Um, And, or likes acting at all. Um, Emma, okay, you're there, because Manny, Alex, still makes no sense. JT being, Liberty being a writer makes sense. JT being a director, I'm like, since when also who gave jt responsibility
0: (laughs) yeah although he's doing a good job oh no he's doing a great job it's definitely a one-two punch of like why is this happening because like if anything you think that jt would be like instead of this stranger that we've never seen before you'd think jt would be the one trying to be like the lead or trying to be the comic relief
1: yeah exactly i also doesn't he play van helsing too
0: I have no idea. I think
1: he I think he might play a part. Anyway, I don't remember. Um I'm I, I might be misremembering this. You'll find out when you get to Secret. Um, <laughs> among other things that you'll learn. Um, but yeah, I the whole drama thing. Oh, also Miss Kwan, we didn't mention this earlier. Miss Kwan is clearly the president of the drama club. I'm like everything about English class makes more sense now.
0: <laughs> it's so good.
2: Yeah. And I think she even is like the drama teacher when they do other things. Drama teacher. Uh, drama. I'm sorry. <laughs> drama. I, I slipped out of it. Um. So but then we're back at the rehearsal dinner and Ashley is talking to her aunt about it. And she's like he proposed like she's like how did it like what was that about? Okay, it looks wait. like things went wrong. But why
1: is Ashley talking to this girl? Like last time we see her she's hitting on Craig. And now Ashley is sharing he proposed to me. And I'm like why do you tell her anything I don't understand
2: cuz Ellie is not available <laughs> and she needs to talk about her problems to somebody who will listen because she's Ashley. I, oh
1: god, I, I, <laughs> Sally though. Because when Ashley tells her he proposed, Sally's like, oh, "Did you say yes?" <laughs> And she's like, no. And she's like, but I thought you loved him. But I and thought she's you like, loved him. And I'm like, Sally, didn't you want to hook up with him 10 minutes ago? Shouldn't you be thrilled? I don't understand. Yeah.
2: And now she's like, I do. Oh, no. What's happening? And then cut to Craig is destroying the hotel room. Uh, He's, like, knocking everything down. He is not handling the denial of the proposal. Well, it's like the, like, climax of his manic episode and that's where part one ends
1: yeah it's it's an intense ending although it's a two-parter so of course it, it needs to be an intense ending but it's an intense ending yeah but part two picks up pretty quickly
2: like right after craig um is still in his hotel room i think he wakes up and he hears the phone ringing and ashley's calling him
1: yeah it's the next day i'm pretty sure
2: yeah and she's like I'm sorry, like, like I love you, blah blah blah, and basically accepts his proposal. And I'm like,
1: Ashley, what are you doing? Yeah, and this confused me so much because I'm like, Ashley, your reaction originally made perfect sense because you're 16, and now you're like, I do love him, so yeah, I'll marry him. I'm like, wait, I don't. Okay.
0: I think that makes just as much sense for the same reason, like because she's 16 and like emotional and a little dumb. And because like her new aunt, who's like a (laughs) little bit older, was like, but you love him, right? Which is like, shut up, Sally. But so like so like her being like eventually like actually makes sense to me. It's like, I'm sure that, like, if my high school boyfriend proposed to me, I'd be like, that's crazy. But maybe one day and then being like, we're engaged for five years from now. Like, that just sounds like classic, like, yeah, teen well, type of shit.
1: Yeah, Well, he even says, so that's a someday. And she's like, that's a yes. And I'm like, OK, all right. Also, we were discussing this. Every time I see the scene, all I can see is the advertisement for Degrassi that they used to do, <laughs> where they would splice in someone else. Like, like was it the actress who played Ashley or was it someone else? Anyway, uh, I think it was else. yeah, I'm pretty sure it was someone else with an Ashley haircut. Um, They would splice in, and Craig's like, Is there a reason you're calling me first thing? And she's like, I'm calling to tell you that Degrassi comes on on Tuesday night. Like, there's something like ridiculous like that. And it happened, that I had played so often that when I see the real scene, like, <laughs> I almost feels disconnected because I'm like, this isn't how it's supposed to
0: go. Uh, it's such like an emotional episode and they turn it into a commercial for when Degrassi comes on. And then at the end, they still do the Craig like screaming like, woo, and like jumping around, like being excited. So I'm like, I'm like you guys you like really like just took the sails out of this fucking like took the wind out of the sails of this scene for sure.
1: Also he just hangs up the phone and I know no one says goodbye in TV but it still really bugs me because he's like she's like yes I'm here and he's like
0: woohoo and then (laughs) hangs up and I'm I'm like in real life this would be so weird just yay and then nothing (laughs) (laughs) yay click like i think he makes up like mid shout (laughs) he really does it's so
2: fast it's ridiculous um but then craig like shows up to marco or he approaches marco where are they when he's approaching marco about are they it at looks the, like dot?
1: the dot and marco's like i'm only here because you said it was an emergency marco's pissed right
2: Marco is still <laughs> pissed at craig for the recording thing and craig is like i need your help shopping for a really nice suit i need a really nice suit for this wedding to make a good impression And then there's a shopping montage. And this is when he buys his awful leisure suit and hat. And then Dylan comes and meets them. And his hair is definitely a lot longer. And it's, like, flowing. And it works for him. Oh, Dylan. Dylan Dylan's hair. It's crazy. And Craig is like, thank you so much. I got to go to the wedding. It's a gay wedding. I'm so happy that gays can get married. So glad that you guys can get married. You know, if you want. Okay, Okay, bye. Got to go.
1: And Dylan says my favorite line in the whole episode, which is, Thanks for the support. <laughs> it's amazing. And I'm like, oh, Dylan, you... I frequently dislike Dylan because of later things, but, like, this is the moment where I'm like, oh, Dylan, I remember why I
0: liked you at times. It's it's a really wonderful moment. Um, just Dylan being like, okay, thanks. <laughs> um, also, I just wanted to point out that during this perfect shopping montage with the great shopping montage music, they... Are, Walk past uh, an advertisement for like a type of cologne called sexual.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and I did not notice that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and there's an accent
0: on every vowel. <laughs> every single one. There's like an accent on every goddamn vowel or oh. accent gauche. I don't think there are any umats, <laughs> but there's a lot of fucking accents. So I'm like. But it's like sexual. I'm like, okay, we get it. Get it together, Togarazzi.
1: I am surprised that's not a real cologne at this point. Like, that sounds like something you'd have, like, you know how every year we get the Oscar nominees, like, in perfume and cologne ads for, like, the really expensive brands? Yeah. I feel like that's one that, like, someone would be in. Sexy wall. By it's Calvin amazing. Klein <laughs> You know <something. laughs>
2: Seriously um, But then We are back in the gym And JT and Liberty Are like handing out Their radish song To all of the people In the play And they're like Wait what happened To Van Helsing And vampires What have I even been Practicing And honing my craft for <laughs> And like I think that's what the Like that's basically What the main Dude actor In the play is like And they're Who like We don't know Like We've didn't... never seen This kid in our lives I think
1: his name is oh crap I'm forgetting what his name is but he Nate I think I think it's Nate because he's in like three episodes and he just seems so confused in all of them like who are you people you're very strange why am I here
2: um, but they're handing out this song And they're like what is this And they're like it's a farm of rebellion We're singing it to Radish to stick it to the man And they're all like um, fuck that I don't want to get in trouble And they all walk out on them Even Alex
1: is like I'm not getting expelled over a song Yeah like, like that's a lame way and to like, get expelled come on Alex you're the one I wanted to be like Yeah
2: <laughs> Can you imagine Alex singing the song
1: no. to Mr. Radish like, See that's the thing Herx you shouldn't have been I don't want to get expelled over a song Herx you should have been this is a little lame <laughs>
0: Seriously. I'm sorry. I
1: shouldn't use the word lame. That's ableist. I'm training myself. <laughs>
0: <gasps> you're you're better than I because sometimes I like forget that certain words like that are even ableist and then I'm like I need to be I need like I need like so- something like I need my phone to buzz every time I'm accidentally being an asshole and using a word that mm-hmm. I don't even like it doesn't even occur to me.
1: The main ones I try to work out of my dialogue are like lame and dumb. Because they are specifically about specific disabilities. Like, I know a lot of people are anti the word crazy. I think it's like, as someone with mental health issues, I think in certain contexts, crazy isn't ableist. But I think in others, it is. Speaking of which, there's a lot of ableist language in this episode of Degrassi. Starting with JT early in the first part, says social retardation or something. And I'm like...
0: I'm like we all groaned we're like no 2000
1: what 2005 like Marco uses the R word in episode 2 and I'm just like guys guys Degrassi you're so good about certain things and so bad about others we're better than this now um but there's also a lot of use of like insane and crazy in an episode about mental health and I'm like "Mm, I'm
0: not crazy about the word psycho being thrown around yeah you're not crazy about it (laughs) I don't love the word psycho (laughs) being thrown around you know I'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna play the for mental health things i can say whatever the fuck i want Mm -hmm. (laughs) i'm playing that card
1: yeah no i i i'm not crazy (laughs) damn it i'm not let's we're gonna back up i don't love psycho either partially because it gets misused and i'm like psycho is short for psychopath or psychotic those are actual things um also I think insane is far more ableist than crazy because crazy can have a lot of different contexts. Mm-hmm. Whereas insane is somewhat specific. And like the word insane does come up later. And I'm like, this is an episode about mental health. Maybe we shouldn't tell the character we later find out has mental health problems that he's acting quote unquote insane. Right. But we'll we'll talk about that later. Um, Right.
2: But so everyone walks out of the gym because they're like, we're not doing this. What are you talking about? And then we're back at the hotel and Craig has all of his new things from his shopping hall and he's in the elevator talking off this poor man's ear about, it. he's like, <laughs> I got all these things. It's like, the look at the suit. Isn't it great? I got it for my girlfriend's wedding. Well, it's her dad's wedding. He's getting married to a man. Let me start over. I'm getting this for my girlfriend's dad's wedding. Blah, blah, blah. He's like rambling to this man who's just (laughs) smiling
1: and being silent and is like okay i want to know how much they paid that actor (laughs) like to come in for a day of literally just stand here and don't say a word
0: right (laughs) is this is it in this scene or the next one when craig goes crazy crazy me it's one of those two. Oh, I forgot. I about think that. it
2: might be this one because they get up. He get they get to his floor and oh, he can right. see every like the hotel staff are oh like yeah. looking at the room and they're like this room is destroyed. What is happening? And then he is like he freaks out and he gets back in the hotel or in the elevator he's like oh wrong floor floor crazy crazy me oh my god like what am I
1: doing? We I think a couple of us groaned at that one too. <laughs> We're like we. Uh, Yeah. Writers.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Then he goes to the hospital to visit Jimmy. So (laughs) we can so we can change into his leisure suit for the wedding. In (laughs) front in front of
1: Jimmy. (laughs) Poor Jimmy is just like he's still in the hospital. He can't get out of the bed and he oh he first asks where the bathroom is and jimmy's like i go in a bag i go into more details but i'm eating so instead of like looking for the bathroom craig just starts undressing like right there and jimmy's like wait no just like what is happening
2: and then he tells jimmy that he proposed to ashley and jimmy's like what you're He's, first he thinks he's joking and he laughs and then he's like, wait, what? What? Your guys are 16. Why don't you wait? I don't know, at least until graduation or a career.
1: I'm like, Jimmy, you're so logical and this is refreshing.
0: Jimmy is too perfect for this show. Um, Although
1: he's the one he says insane and I'm like... Eh, well, we
0: never said that Jimmy wasn't problematic. <laughs> never forget that sexist rap that happened.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I... Yeah, I forgot about that. Oh. So shut up,
0: girl, make my lunch. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I hate it. Drake's and he, Drake's first rap. <laughs> Drake's first rap was not the best. But he also says, "Are you drunk?" which is just kind of like that that is often what like a manic episode looks like is a person who's like taken speed. He's like, "Are you drunk? Are you high?" And like that's when he says insane, but that that's or or like lost your mind or something. But That is that is also, like, classic, like, manic episode. Like, if a person, like, seems kind of like they're on speed, but they're totally sober, there's something going on.
1: This is also when Craig puts on that hat. And I was (laughs) like,
0: this is an
1: obvious warning sign. That hat. That hat is a warning sign
0: in and of itself. That hat was triggering for me. And... Oh,
1: but, And you have such good hair, Craig. Like, if anyone should never wear a hat, it's Craig. Like, don't hide your beautiful hair. Yeah.
2: But Jimmy does at least recognize that something is wrong with Craig. Like, he is not acting. He's not following a sane path. And then we cut to Spike and Snake are helping Joey and Caitlin paint their house. And... um snake asks how craig is doing and joey's like oh i think this is when they find out that joey's yeah. credit card has been stolen Because
1: joey's gonna pay is it pizza delivery? i think it's chinese delivery okay. or something oh yeah it's chinese because they say something about chow mein later <laughs> um so <laughs> the things i remember um yeah because he he's like caitlin do you have the money to pay for this and she's like can't you do it on your card and he's like i guess craig stole it yeah, I'm going to have to yell at him later. Okay. <laughs> like, that's yeah. kind of his reaction.
2: And Snake is like, how is Craig do Like, I'm worried he's clearly very worried about Craig he can tell that something is up and Joey's like oh he's fine it's nothing a good grounding can't solve I'm like that
1: is not correct
2: and then he gets the call about the damage to the hotel room and it's just like one thing after another
1: I so I love Sna- okay I love Snake period Snake is Snake forever I, having seen the original series I love him even more than I did just as like Mr. Simpson I love him so much and I love him in this moment because he says some really smart things like he points out that like because Joey's kind of like he's just a teenager. And um Miss Stink is like, I see teenagers every day and I'm like, something's not right. And he's like, wasn't his dad not the most stable guy. And Joey, I think Joey is more in denial here than anything. Like, I think he knows something is up, but he's doesn't want to believe it and so he's like he's nothing like his dad like that's kind of what joey says and i'm like i love that snake is trying so hard like this is not his kid It's you know one of his students who was kind of awful to him recently but he's you know he knows something is wrong and I, I like that he tried to do it in a respectful way even if joey was in denial he's not gonna stay in denial long with that four thousand dollar worth of damage hotel bill
0: Speaking of four thousand dollars, I feel like Joey should have had an inkling that something was going on when Craig came back with a four thousand dollar guitar like half a season ago. But that's neither here nor there.
1: We, we'll talk about this later. They actually do a lot of build up.
0: They really do to
1: this with Craig, which most
0: shows would not do. Yeah, but I do like I love that whole thing with Snake. Like you're spot on, and and I also he's like like because Joey's like well he's just being a teenager, and I love that Snake is like. No, I I work with teenagers every day. I know a lot of teenagers. And, but yeah, I mean, the whole thing with Snake, like Craig treated him really shittily, but like Snake's whole thing is that he gives second chances to people who've been terrible. I mean, Sean. Yeah, exactly. Like, case in point, like, you know, Sean stole his laptop, like, out of spite for Emma. Like, that's fucked up. He stole something from a like from someone who got that as a gift because they were like trying to like kick cancer like yeah like that's that's like next level shitty oh my gosh
1: i can't wait to you guys eventually see the original series because snake your love for snake will just grow immensely i love him so much so like (laughs) every time he does anything on this show i'm just like snake i love you
2: He, well, there is one thing that will come up soon that's not so great, but no, overall, that's true. we don't talk about that. He is an amazing person and human being, and I love him. But we're not there yet, but we are at the wedding again, and Craig is there, and he and Ashley are like making goo goo eyes at each other, like during the ceremony.
1: Okay, can we, could someone please talk about the, like, officiator oh my god
2: she says love a million billion times to the point where she's like
1: we're trying it's like we're trying to tack love down and at first i thought she was like making like being I don't know I thought she was making a joke I don't know it was so the delivery was really weird and she said love so many times that I actually while we were watching it was going stop
0: saying love it's <laughs> true there was we we all got like a little mad at her because it's like the word love like stopped meaning anything like halfway Real through quick. her speech it was crazy and Craig it, and like to the point where I was distracted by what she was saying so
1: when Craig and Ashley are making goo goo eyes at each other I'm like wait to this Really? Because it's bad.
0: Yeah. And she like mouths, I love you at him, like across the thing. It's ridiculous. Also, the bouquets are terrible.
1: (laughs) I like that that's what you noticed.
0: They're just, they were just leaves with one flower on top and they were very small. And I was like, why? Why is this happening?
2: Yeah. It was, the whole thing was bizarre. And but then at dinner, like this is when Ashley's mom makes the speech. She's like, I know it's not common for the ex-wife to be at the wedding, especially when you're marrying someone so much younger and prettier than I am. Ha ha ha. Blah, blah, blah. She's making a speech and a toast. And then when she's done, Craig get like Ashley gets up because I think she motions to her and then Craig gets up with her and Ashley's like wait what's happening no sit down what are you doing and Craig's like no 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 it's fine it's fine and then he starts to make a speech and then this is when he announces that he and Ashley are engaged and it's like first of all it's not okay to ever do this at somebody else's wedding no matter what but it's also just like one more warning sign one more thing And Ashley audience
1: applauds. Like yeah, I not like not like a sarcastic applaud, like like or, or like even a concerned applaud, but like a real applaud. And I'm like can you not see that they're teenagers? Like, are you, like, like I'm blind and I know they're teenagers. What's happening?
0: This is my favorite running joke of this podcast. <laughs>
1: um, also, this is not, like, I'm from Kentucky, so I'm allowed to say this. This isn't <coughs> Kentucky. It's not normal in Canada for 16-year-olds to get married, as far as I know.
0: I think it's just that it's, like, the polite response to have when a person... <laughs> like it's like we're getting married like i think especially because like i'm sure a lot of these people are like basic strangers and like maybe don't know how old they are maybe they're like they look really young but maybe they're older and i really are just, wanted like, polite applause sally.
1: i really wanted them to cut to Sally. oh my god i would have been so
0: that <laughs> would have been perfect i
1: wanted cut to sally in all things because she comes back later in my favorite moment of sally we'll talk about that just,
0: sally is something else
1: oh i love oh sally it doesn't make any sense she's just There to fill a role
2: it's so weird but then Ashley drags Craig outside and is like what are you doing why did you do that that was not cool oh this guess is when Sally
1: appears again and she's
2: like guess what I don't think I want to marry you anymore because that was not cool you have no chill what is happening I don't remember what Sally does though." Sally
1: just goes you okay you okay Ash and Gosh. I'm like I'm like okay Sally you've hit on her boyfriend and now you're checking to see if she's I don't understand what your relationship to this girl is also earlier on I forgot this she when she came up to uh before when ah, when ashley was going to say that she was engaged to or she craig had proposed sally goes you want to tell auntie sally about it? i'm like what <laughs> stop <laughs> you're terrible i don't why are you here and why does ashley speak to you i i'm so confused but yeah sorry i i just had i have to remind everyone about sally
2: <laughs> um but they have this little fight and then craig goes back inside to the reception and ashley just goes craig that's not home
1: (laughs) she's like go home craig and he's like after i do one thing and she's like that's not home craig and then
2: he starts making a scene and he's yelling at her parents he's like you guys like
1: don't like me it's so disrespectful blah 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 and then poor dad who hasn't done anything to craig by the way yeah
2: and then her dad's now husband is kind of having to deal with him and then craig falls on a table that crashes down and then he's trying to help him up and he's like no and then he storms off and it's like he makes this huge inappropriate scene and it's so cringy it's like very
0: it's like it makes me anxious
1: watching it i had like hard secondhand
0: embarrassment it hurt it yeah no it was it was very painful to watch i just wrote oh this is horrible (laughs) Um, also, again, so sorry for Craig, or for
1: Ashley's dad, who has not said anything to Craig this whole episode. It's Ashley's mom who's very anti-Craig, and suddenly she's over there like, you're going to tell her not to see me again. I'm like, Craig, poor, poor Craig, uh, Ashley's dad, she's like, let's go talk about this outside. <laughs> and I'm like,
0: poor man, you're like,
1: I, I don't even know you really.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's, it's wildly uncomfortable. Um, and then we're back in the B-plot. Because Craig storms off and we're back in the B plot, and for some reason, the auditorium is dark because I guess it's supposed to imply that time has passed. Um, But Radich comes in and he's like, Sorry, I'm late. Where's the the drama club? Yeah, and where's the drama club? And and JT goes, Oh, you know, actors, they're always late, Um, which, okay. Um, And then, you know, he's like, and Liberty's like, Well, we're going to perform our song for you. So JT starts explaining what their original thing was going to be with, like, having, like, the lunch lady as the protagonist and having it set in the 80s. And Liberty's like, no, no, this is not what we were doing. No. And she, like, like, and he starts singing the terrible song and she, like, stops him in the middle and she starts singing the Radishes song. And I love Liberty in this moment. Oh,
1: me too. But my also my favorite Radish quote is in this moment where she's like, and those aren't the lyrics. And he goes, those are fine words, Liberty. And he looks so excited about the bad, like the bad, um, dialone song. That is not a "Die Alone song. He's like smiling in this weird way. His face is a little strange, but that's a whole other conversation, but he's smiling in this weird way. Like this, like super excited way. And his face falls so fast when liberty starts singing the radish song he i almost felt bad for him because he looked so sad
0: but he's so terrible that oh, it's so like it's like you can never fully feel bad for radish
2: um yes and he is horrified and he's like oh well guess what you guys both have detention now because i am a dictator and
1: jt did nothing
2: <laughs> yeah but he deserves to be there because he wimped down on liberty anyway It Uh, it works out. Yes, it works out. Um, But then we are back at Joey's house and or actually I think we're at the wedding and Craig is like desperately calling Ashley from a phone booth and she's not answering. She's crying at the wedding. He's crying in the phone booth. He's in a glass box of emotions (laughs) and then he goes home and Joey. Oh, wait, no. I'm sorry, I'm all over the place. Then Joey shows up at the wedding looking for Craig because he just got off the phone with the hotel and there are $4,000 worth of damage at the hotel room. And he's like, Why did you guys cr- trash the room? I don't understand. And Ashley's like, Oh my God, we didn't. He must have done that after I said no to his proposal. And Joey's like, What is going on? What is happening to my son?
1: And my heart, my heart. I have a weird, like, nothing, like, stops, like, melts my heart more than a non-biological parent claiming, a like, a child that they didn't necessarily raise until later as their kid. Like, every time Sandy Cohen refers to Ryan Atwood as his son, or, or Kirsten does it, I just, like, almost cry. I'm just like, yes, he's your son.
0: <laughs> it is my whole heart. And this is the one
1: moment... It's the first time we hear Joey refer to Craig as his son. And it gets me at my core. I'm like, oh, Joey. Like, I like when he's like, what's happening with my son? I'm like, oh, Joey. Joey. Oh, Joey.
0: Um, I have several points. First of all, Ashley's phone is bonkers. and <laughs> It lights up. It is a Nokia. And it is clear and lights up. And I'm living for it. I um, totally had a
1: Nokia in that in that era. I had it for like 8 years. It was ridiculous.
0: It's perfect. Those things are indestructible. They're great. Um and then also Ashley's mom's face throughout Joey's um like speech basically is like just a roller coaster. It's just like just a roller coaster of emotions cuz she goes from like what? A hotel to, like, what? You trashed it? To, oh, don't even get me started about this proposal. And it's, like, it's a delightful moment. I feel like she was,
1: like, I don't really have, I have one line in this scene, or two lines in the scene. I'm going to make the most of it. And with my faces. Also, poor Ashley, when he comes in and says something about the hotel, she's like, hotel? Ashley just goes, great. <laughs> and Thanks like, for blowing my spot. Yeah.
2: Yeah, um, but then we're back at the house, and Craig gets home, and Caitlin and Angie are there, and they're like, "What is happening?" Like, and Angie's like, "Daddy's mad at you." And Craig hands Caitlin an an envelope, and he's like, "Give this to Joey when you see him. I'm going. I'm leaving." And she's like, "Um, he like, what are you doing? Like, what about this hotel room?" And he's like, "There's three thousand dollars in there. It's all that I have." And then. Joey gets home and Wait, he's like
1: doesn't he when there's a point, and I don't remember when this is when he talks to Angela when Craig talks to Angela it's like give this to Ashley
2: oh yeah yeah so he gets home and then he's with Angie by himself and he comes home and he's like gives this to Ashley like make sure you give it to her and it's the package with the ring in it and then he's like I love you most and then this is when Caitlin comes in the room and he hands her the envelope and he's like, There's three thousand dollars in there. It's all that I have. I'm going to Ashley. Or I'm going back to the wedding. Or I'm going to Marco's. And then he's like, I'm go I'm not going anywhere. Cause then this is when Joey walks in the room.
1: And there's the most uncomfortable silence.
2: <laughs> and Joey is just very concerned about Craig. Um, and Craig is lashing out and he's like, I'm fine, blah, blah, blah. And then he starts beating joey up and it is troubling and i just want to save him
1: i also need to point out that the scene is somewhat loses its effect like effectiveness because you can hear angela in the background going going daddy no it's like really forced and i'm like oh angela who by the way they it, it it cannot be avoided that she looks so much like manny and i'm like w- this should be addressed it's like that like painfully obvious that like the actress is related to cassie steele with her sisters because she looks so much like manny it's it's
0: startling you yeah, know it, it's truly alarming and and she's just she's not a good actress and <laughs> at least not as a child um. Although she was cute when she was talking to Craig earlier, because normally she, she annoys like tiny me. Manny. I'm just yeah. like you look
1: so much like Manny. I can't ignore it. Your eyebrows are like exactly Manny's. Even it's really strange.
0: It's, it's like spot on. Um,
1: you look nothing like Joey. Everything like Manny. That could be an interesting subplot. I'm surprised. I, I wish that <laughs> isn't <Nick's> explored. <laughs> like secretly, Angie is not actually Joey's kid, but like Craig's mom had an affair with Manny's dad that would be oh that'd be so interesting considering their history this someone please write me fan fiction explaining why Angie looks like Manny because
0: it's pretty perfect um but yeah so Craig is like beating Joey up which is rough and then Ashley comes in and breaks it up because she must have been like right on their tail or she came
1: with Joe I don't know like that was when we were watching I literally was like where did Ashley come
0: from (laughs) And we really don't have like an explanation that doesn't involve her hailing a cab immediately after Joey left or like getting in the car with him. Yeah. I don't know. But she breaks up the fight and she pulls Craig off and she's like, Craig, what are you doing? Like, and, and that's, ki- and you like see him realize like what he was doing and he like kind of comes out of it for a minute and he's like, What's wrong with me? And she's like, We're going to get you help. We're going to get you help. Which is like, thank god like you you just feel this relief come over you like okay so now everyone's on the same page they realize that craig needs help and they're not like craig what the fuck is wrong with you they're like they're getting craig help
1: yeah i think this scene when i was talking to my friend hannah about it this was the scene that she said to her felt a little sensationalistic because she was like over she said overall she really felt like granted she's one person so she can't speak for every bipolar person ever um but she was saying that for her she felt like that was the only scene that really felt too sensationalized like it went a little like a little over the top but at the same time she thought Jake Epstein's acting kind of saved it and made it feel a little more grounded um also her exact words were something along the lines of like it was a sensationalistic but also somewhat useful um like she remember, she said she remembers watching this when she was a teenager, um, and kind of being like, "Oh, hey,
2: yeah,
1: um, yeah." Jake Epstein is a
2: gem. He's and so good, like the best actor on this show. He is so good. Um, but then we let's close out the B plot. <gasps> we cut back to Degrassi, and JT and Liberty and detention, and Jay and Li- Liberty's like, "Uh, this sucks." Like, I'm sorry you're here. You didn't even do anything. And he's like, no, it's fine. I'm like, I can't believe how you stood up to him. Like, it was so cool. It was so brave. It was, like, awesome.
1: He says brilliant again. Brilliant
2: again. And she's like, you know what I wish I did? And then she
1: pulls him in for a kiss. And it's so adorable. Okay, my favorite part of that kiss, though. So I, I was so excited when I saw this episode when it originally aired because as i was telling holland and kelsey before this i was like if liberty and ellie had a baby that was me in high school like i like had like the the angst and the home life like not the exact home life but like the angst and the home life issues and the not being rich issues that ellie has also ellie's aesthetic but i was like the overachieving socially awkward liberty type um and who crushed on people who would never be interested in me so like this moment i was like yes (laughs) i wanted them together so bad also my favorite part of this kiss is when she leans in to kiss him jt's head is like leaning in his hand and when she kisses him his hand just like drops to the table like and he kind of like like Adjusts up like to
2: attention. He's
1: like, "Oh, okay, this yeah. is happening." <laughs> I know, and it's so cute. He has that stupid collar again, but whatever. It's still adorable.
0: <laughs> I'm like, I love this moment. And then she pulls back, and she's like, "I've had a crush on you for like four years." And he kisses
1: her, again. and then he kisses her
0: again. And we all like, "Oh
1: my god!" And then he says, "His stomach hurts a little," <laughs> and I'm like, "Oh, JT." <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of amazing It's,
0: so, it's and this
1: it's, is where it ends nothing bad ever happens the, the end. end degrassi
2: over bye this is how it always is um but
1: yeah but this is the end
2: of the b plot and it's great and it's like finally this has happened and we love them and it's great well
1: and i like that they built up to it by making them friends again like they started hanging out when jt was dating manny yeah um, like it because he was like in liberty's hot depth so, like they became friends Clearly, and be- they're over the past when he like pretended to be gay to avoid her oh gosh and like when he was just <laughs> never forget <laughs> <laughs> such a cringe like there's so much cringe but like i like that they became friends before this happened like because he was so mean to her before and then steadily they've become friends and so it makes more sense now that yeah when she kisses him he's like
2: yeah okay and he's been hanging out with Danny more, too, who is her brother. So oh. he's probably hanging out with both of them. Wait, like, let's not talk about s- that. You ruined a beautiful moment. I'm just saying, like, it makes sense that they're, like, more friendly because yeah. he's probably always at her house now.
1: Also, she's seen the stack of dimes and she's <laughs> full of it. <laughs> I think she was there for that moment. Let's never forget. And so clearly she's like, that's fine. I." She like- was not deterred. <laughs> um, But then we cut to the
2: last scene. Craig is at some kind of center. He is now on medication, and he's just... I think because there's such a stigma attached to, like, mental health issues, he's, like, he doesn't like the fact that he has been diagnosed with bipolar disorder. And he's like, I'm crazy. Like, this is awful. I'm going to be managing this for the rest of my life. And I'm
0: like... Yeah, go ahead. (laughs) Which, like... Craig, this is an extremely manageable thing. Like, I'm sure, like, from the outside or, like, at first it seems like, I'm going to deal with this forever. But, like, with just about any mental illness, the thing is you just, once you find something that works for you, whether it's just therapy or therapy and a medication you have to find like, especially if it's a medication, once you find the right one, like, yeah, there's upkeep, but it's not it's it's not that hard. I mean, there, there are parts of it that are hard. Don't get me wrong. You kind of have to always be aware of yourself. You know, if you feel like you're slipping in one direction or another, like you have to know your own warning signs. But, I mean, that's just kind of part of being a person in general. It's, like, kind of keeping yourself in check. That's just being an aware person. It's it's not, like, easy breezy, beautiful cover girl. But, like, just, it's, it's not, like, a death sentence.
1: Not remotely. I will say, though, I sort of understood where he was coming from in this moment. Because um i had a good friend in high school who was bipolar and he he told me that he was bipolar like i guess our senior year and i was like yeah i know and he's like wait how do you know what do you know what do you how do you know what do you mean i'm like i just i have a lot of family who's bipolar dude i i know like like you've talked about meds you've talked about other things like i know and he's like oh okay but he told me a couple years after graduation um that he is like i finally like came out to my friends and like to my other friends and to like my colleagues about being bipolar. Like for him, that was still something super shameful um, for a long time. And I was like, it's not a huge deal. Like you've been medicated for years. You're managing it fine. But I think there's still this because there's still such a stigma. He was worried they would see him differently. And I'm like, I, I kind of get that.
0: There's especially a stigma with bipolar because it's so yeah. closely associated with schizophrenia they're sort of two sides of the same coin. They're they're kind of like sister disorders. Mm-hmm. Um they come from the same place. They're the same part of your brain as far as I know. They're they're a very similar chemical imbalance because I d- and I don't know why it is. I don't fully know the science of it. I just know that like they are so closely associated that people will be like bipolar or schizophrenic or whatever. And like whenever you're like checking off things in boxes like i know like my friend wanted to like donate her eggs and it was like are you bipolar or schizophrenic in the same box and they wouldn't let her donate her eggs because it it's genetic so
1: she can join me in the in the the no one wants my my disabled eggs category seriously it's it's (laughs) it's a delight it's like but i could really use eight thousand dollars um yeah i a friend of mine was like who's very pro
0: donating eggs was like
1: you should donate your eggs and i was like oh yeah and she goes oh wait is your disabled like your blindness is genetic right and i'm like yeah and she goes yeah that's not gonna happen yeah no and they I'm will like, they
0: will not they will not let and i'm
1: like how dare you my disabled eggs are fine disabled damn babies right.
0: damn blind, right blind blind babies are fine seriously um but yeah so they're, they're so they're so closely related that of all the like mental illness out there i think that bipolar is second to schizophrenia probably the most stigmatized against like oh for sure like coming out as depressed or having an anxiety disorder isn't an easy thing to do but i mean well, i know people who are bipolar who is never going to be a thing that they're going to advertise they're not ne- they're never going to tell their employer They're never going to make it, like, known to the world. And they're not going to tell most of their friends. And, like, when it comes to dating, it's not a thing that comes out for a long time. Because the thing is, if you are managing it well and you're medicated and everything's fine, you can pass. And it never has to come up.
1: Yeah. Well, the thing that's different with depression and anxiety, too, I think, is that It's like the the exact opposite issue. Like people think depression and anxiety aren't as bad as they actually are. Like they think depression is just you're sad and anxiety is just you're nervous sometimes. Where So like there's this, it's almost the reverse stigma of being like, oh, it's not actually that bad and you're being dramatic. Whereas people think bipolar disorder and schizophrenia are much more dramatic than they are in real life for most people. So I, I think that that's kind of why it's also a different thing.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, I, I understand Craig being like, this is the end of the rope. But also, um, for the people listening that are maybe worried about this sort of thing, it's really not. It's not the end of the world. It's something that's highly manageable. And you just have to... Be vigilant and be persistent in finding the right thing that works for you. And also, one of the biggest issues with people who are bipolar or schizophrenic is that a lot of the time, from like my understanding from like people that I've talked to, is that a lot of the time people will, especially with bipolar, because sometimes mania can be like so great, um, is people will go off their meds. And that's when bad things happen. So just, like, stick to your meds and stick to your routine and find what works for you. It's it's not a death sentence. It's going to be fine.
1: Also, because this is a trope that luckily Degrassi did not do here, but it happens a lot. If <laughs> taking meds makes you feel like a zombie, talk to your psychiatrist and get different meds. <laughs> Seriously. like That's not what's supposed to happen.
0: They anything. shouldn't make you feel like a zombie. You should be a person who can still emote and, like, live in the world and not be like, a cloudy mess like that's not yeah
1: and that's not just for bipolar disorder that's meds for any sort of mental health health i i hate that trope so much it happens on tv all the time and i'm like again that means you're on the wrong meds like go see a psychiatrist don't stop taking your meds
0: seriously i just whatever but i think that they handled the craig stuff really well and he's, like, he, he thinks that it's, like, a death sentence, basically. And Ashley's, like, we're going to be here for you. And he's, like, he's like, you can just leave me here to die. And it's so <laughs> fucking dramatic. He, he,
1: like, does the, like,
0: the the lay down pal,
1: like, where he just flops onto his side and, like, puts his face in the pillow. And then he keeps talking to her. And yeah. I'm, like, she, like, lays down next to him. And it's actually a moment where I'm, like, y'all are oh, kind of cute, I guess. Yeah.
0: And she's like, she's like, I'm gonna be here for you, and it's and it's kind of sweet. It's a good thing. And she looks very pretty for whatever she that's does, worth. She
1: does actually. I'm like, your hair's getting better and better.
2: And then we freeze fa- frame, and the episode is over. And Ashley's still going to stick with Craig because she is a great girlfriend in person. Um,
1: for now, for now. Wah, wah, wah. But
2: so that's the end of the episode. Um. Do we want to read the YouTube comment before we get into our <laughs> regularly scheduled uh, uh, segments? So, we found
1: one YouTube comment that. Most of the comments were kind of terrible. They actually. were terrible, and People like. People not understanding what actually happened in the episode. <laughs> right, and
2: understanding like why, like the whole point of the episode was to be like semi-informative about what being bipolar is. And they're like, God, Craig's being so crazy. What's happening? And you're like, oh my gosh, <laughs> did you watch the episode? Um, but the one comment that we found is from Nicholas Wetzel five months ago. And he just says, Ashley's aunt's skin is the same color as her hair. And yeah, it was pretty funny. And the like one shining comment in like the garbage
1: But... Forever Sally. We're not, like... Like, I know she's only in one episode, but I almost want to eulogize the wonderful (laughs) Sally. Oh, Sally. Auntie Sally.
2: Auntie Sally.
1: (laughs) We met you once.
2: You were kind of annoying. And very confusing. And I'm glad you never return.
1: Not me. I miss you forever. I think every Ashley episode should have Auntie Sally alternatively hitting on Craig and then comforting Ashley. And with Ashley seeing all of this and somehow not acting like it's weird <laughs> every time
2: she's so confusing wonderful. um but let's dive in
0: uh for ship of the episode i think it's obviously jt, and, <laughs> JT liberty. and liberty
1: my ship forever
0: i mean obviously it's jt and liberty that's that is what we came for and we are here for it forever and nothing ever goes wrong i promise nothing uh,
1: ever <laughs> you never see jt and liberty again they're Who? happy forever do
2: we think spirit squad captain is? Oh, I know. I got it. I got mine. I I know mine for sure. I'm going to say snake. Oh, that's good. At least a little bit, uh, because he is the only one who kind of notices something wrong right off the bat and is being like very tactful in his way of approaching Joey about Craig. And, Oh, I think I know what other people's are going to be, but I'm going to go with Snake.
1: I, I have two that could go with, so if you don't take like, I'll see which one you take first.
0: Okay, so I'm going to go with Liberty. Okay. Damn and it, you
1: took my, my <laughs> number one card. okay, I have a backup. I, have a backup. I, I don't
0: normally pick a spirit squad from the B-plot, um, unless I, I do, and I'm just misremembering my life, um, which is possible. So, I'm definitely going with Liberty. I mean, she stood up to Radich, she stuck to her guns about her weird song, and... And she fucking, like, womaned up and kissed JT at the end. This like is Liberty the is
1: the of Liberty being
0: super cool. <laughs> Liberty is fucking killing it right now. I am here for it. I love Liberty in this moment. I'm like, this is the most I've ever liked, Liberty. I'm on board. Oh,
1: I love Liberty so much. And, like, going forward, like, she's no longer, like, that socially awkward girl from before. Like, she grew up. And I'm like, this actually is logical because I was super socially awkward in middle school and I... Got kind of better in high school. <laughs> kind of. Um, I'm going to go, since you took liberty, I'm going to go with Jimmy, who gets... I usually am not... Like, I know you guys love Jimmy. I'm, like, 50-50 on Jimmy, usually, just because I'm, kinda like, you're a little boring. Mm-hmm. Um, Also, because I can't... Like, I can't not... Se- I can't separate Jimmy slash Aubrey Graham slash Drake in my head, <laughs> and it's really, like, unsettling. Anyway, um, I'm going to go with him simply because, number one... He Can't like walk away from Craig, which clearly he wants to do multiple times. And I feel kind of bad because people just show up and unload their problems on him. And he's like, I just, why? <laughs> but also because he has such a wonderful reaction that you don't get enough on teen drama when Craig says, Me and Ashley are getting married. He goes, He's like, You're 16. And I'm like, Where were you when Nathan and Haley got married yeah. in Montreal? <laughs> Although, Seriously. Although teen me weirdly liked that, even though I was same. I was a hardcore cynic though. So usually I hated it. Like I hated it here. I hated it. Usually Nathan and Haley, I was like weirdly making an exception for you, but whatever. In most teen dramas, you don't, you don't get a Jimmy who's like, you're 16. Wait till graduation or a job. And I'm like, thank you, Jimmy. Thank you. So I'm going to give spirits, Squad captain to Jimmy for knowing that he will not get married in high school.
2: <laughs> <laughs> also a good choice. Um, moral of the episode b
1: plot wise
2: stand up for what you believe in and like take like the world into your own hands a plot wise um if you see somebody in trouble don't ignore it uh i'm sure you guys can build off of that from there there are many morals of the a
1: plot i don't know if it's so much a moral it's just like an informational thing but like yeah i think it's more if you're if you're struggling get help or let people help you i don't know i I don't know how to word it It, it, because the a plot really felt more like this is what bipolar disorder is
0: (laughs) yeah it, it was definitely more informational than like moral but if if you if something seems off with someone that you love look into it. Don't ignore it and be like, "They're a teenager." Be like, mm, "Maybe we should have a be discussion." Be a snake, not a Joey. Yeah, yeah, be a snake, not a Joey.
1: That's the moral. I think that we I need to I think t- that's the moral of that. Degrassi
0: for the most part. <laughs> it's
1: actually it's true it's also the moral of the original Degrassi for sure. Be a snake, not a Joey.
0: Ah, oh, Snake is the best.
1: Snake is amazing. I love him so much.
0: Yeah, and I think I think Helen nailed the B plot just like stick to your guns, man. Be liberty. Be a liberty. Be a liberty always. I think that's not a
2: JT when faced with radish. Don't be a radish ever. Don't be a radish. Be a liberty, not a radish. (laughs) Yes, there we go. Um, But we don't really have any grapevine stuff right now. But this
0: is a two-hour. But this is a two-hour episode, so (laughs) I, I really think it's fine if we skip it.
2: Yes, but if you would like to be featured on a future Grapevine, you can tweet at us at Degrassi Pod. You can also find us on Tumblr, whateverittakespodcast.tumblr.com, or you can leave us an email, a more extended uh, message to us at podcast at gmail.com. You can also find us on SoundCloud, and you can leave us uh, comments on those episodes or just follow us along there, or you can find us on iTunes. Um, and if you're on iTunes, you can rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast. And if you leave us a review, we will make a little mini fan fiction for you between you and somebody in Degrassi.
1: They shipped me with Ellie. I was going to say, like we did for Cody, we shipped her with Ellie, which is delightful. It was perfect. It was Ellie great. and I would totally just share each other's clothes and
0: then me a thing. See, that's like, I think that was how we knew that we would be able to be friends, was like instinctually we knew that you would be perfect with Ellie. (laughs) Like something in my soul was just like. Well, I think my should review, be good with Ellie. I think
1: my review was like I am like a punk rock Leslie. Nope, and so I should have guessed that Ellie would be. Oh, Ellie is of. perfect. <laughs> like,
0: you works. described yourself really well.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Having like, met me now, was I accurate? You were
0: spot the fuck on. <laughs>
1: I know myself well. It's the it's the writer thing. <sighs> Self awareness, yo.
0: Oh man, but yeah. So if you want your own like. Fan fiction, so write us a review, you guys. We're delightful. Um, it's true. Yeah. Um, and you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Kelsucks.
2: And you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Tacular. And, Cody, would you like to plug any social media or anything else?
1: Yeah, sure. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram at Cody Keplinger, which is spelled funny, so I will spell it as K-O-D-Y-K-E-P-L-I-N-G-E-R. Or on Twitter at Cody underscore Keplinger. Spelled the same way, but with an underscore. Uh, you can also just go to my website, which is CodyKeplinger.com. And that has everything linked. Also my books, which are about teenagers. If you like drama, <laughs> there you go.
0: Do you have any book in particular that you want to? Um, It
1: depends what you're interested in. If you like high drama and lots of swear words and sexy times, um, my debut novel, The Duff, uh, is probably the one for you if you like best friend stories my most recent book run uh which is about two girls from a small town in kentucky who run away from home together uh and the events that led them to do so uh that one came out in june and it is probably the best thing i've ever written so i am very proud of it
0: i'm gonna pick it up actually so (laughs) i'm excited also
1: if you want books with disabled characters and bisexual characters there you go And, like, actually
0: written by by a disabled disabled bisexual person. (laughs) Correct. Yes. Like, I mean, that alone should, like, really be, like, (laughs) neon letters, like, Actually from a place of experience, not a white guy. Oh man. Correct. It's amazing how that works out. It's amazing how those books are better and more realistic. Oh, I wonder why. <laughs> um <laughs> anyway. Um, Is there anything uh, that you're watching and really liking right now or like an internet thing that you're enjoying or a podcast?
1: Yeah. So I will, uh, since we're going to do the things we're enjoying, I will recommend uh, books because that's me. uh, also, if you really like Canadian things, um, one of my favorite authors is Courtney Summers. I actually mentioned her here because she's the one I said would probably be upset about me saying progress and drama. Drama. Um, <laughs> but uh, you should really check out books by Courtney Summers. She's also a young adult author. She is Canadian So we can all pretend that they just take place in the same world as Degrassi if we want to. Um, She likes Degrassi, too. So there you go. Um, I would highly recommend either her book Some Girls Are, which is probably my favorite, or All the Rage, which deals with rape culture and is just mind-blowing and heartbreaking and wonderful. She sounds awesome. She's wonderful. She's a wonderful human. And her books, like I read her books first and then became her friend, and uh, she's,
0: Just as wonderful as your books
1: are. Although, they will rip your heart out. She prides herself on destroying people's lives with her work. So, So
0: I can't wear eye makeup when I read her books. Probably not. Duly noted. Yeah. Maybe not a subway book. Maybe an at-home book. (laughs) (laughs) Unless I want to weep in public. I did that with a few things. I'm like, maybe no more crying on the F train. I
1: wouldn't know that you're going to weep, but they will just They're just like suck. They're like the sucker punch you in the gut kind of books. More like, less like crying and more just like destroy your life they're wonderful
0: i'm here <laughs> for it um <laughs> it's clear what kind of things i like
1: to read when i'm like it destroys your life it's great
0: <laughs> yeah it, it is abundantly clear I, but i read a lot of stuff like that a lot of like oh i feel fucked up forever um i'm going to recommend a podcast um they go f- it's about um every English ruler starting from like the Saxons and they go each individual one and they rate them X factor style on like various things. <laughs> um And it's called the Rex factor <laughs> and it's perfect in every way. The sound quality I'm not crazy about, but I'm also only like up to like, I'm, I'm still in the beginning stages. So maybe it improves, but the content is great so the rex factor
2: that sounds so good that sounds amazing and i'm going to download that immediately my history nerd
1: heart like is leaping out of my chest
2: especially <laughs> yes and speaking of history Um, I have not yet watched this, but I am probably going to start binging it as soon as I get home. It came out this weekend on Netflix, The Crown, which is basically it's a Netflix series about Queen Elizabeth. And I think every season is supposed to be a decade of her life. And I'm ready for it. And I'm just going to like preemptively... Uh, recommend it, and I've already seen some reviews about how, like, how the crown puts Downton Abbey to shame, so I'm ready oh, for I'm so it. Down. Oh, We should
1: say it's Queen Elizabeth II. Yes, it's Queen Elizabeth Because I got the real second. excited at first when I saw the, when I saw the first like, thing. I thought it's said Queen Elizabeth the First, and I was like, yeah, oh. So it could be good.
2: Yeah, but I know, I'm pretty sure it's either written or directed. I think it's written by the same person who wrote the play The Audience, which Helen oh. Mirren was in, which is about um, which is kind of similar, and it's about Queen Elizabeth and all of her, all the prime ministers who served like during her reign mm-hmm. and all their audiences, which is like a weekly meeting she has with her prime ministers. And I saw, I actually saw it when it was in New York last year, and it was so good. Um, but I'm pretty sure the same person who wrote that, uh, either like, It was a showrunner for The Crown, I believe. So I think it's going to be really good. I'm excited. But I think that is all that we have for today. I'm sorry for the long, long, long episode. But you know what? I'm not sorry because I think it was a lot of fun. And thank you so much, Cody, for being on our episode. It was so much fun having you here. Thank
1: you so much for having me. I was very (laughs) excited. A little too excited. I was like, can I be on the one where JT and Liberty make out? Um, So... And nothing bad ever happens, ever, <laughs>
0: ever. And we loved having you on. And I mean, obviously, we're going to have you on again. So yeah, start I looking too. at season five and see what you want to do. We that won't be hard. We have um, episode one already slotted for someone. But after that is fair game. Oh, episode one of season five is a doozy. It's so much. It's just so much. Oh, but it's a doozy! it's going to be great. So, but thank you again for coming on, and also for being our friend, because we're going to start hanging out. (laughs) I mean, just from
1: listening to the podcast, I was like, oh, they live in New York, and they're clearly my age, based on all the references. And it turns out, one of us is only two weeks older than the other, so...
0: (laughs) We're like, we're we're basically just one and the same at this point, (laughs) but... On that note, we're going to leave, so bye, Panthers. Bye, Panthers. Oh, yeah, sure. Bye, Panthers. (laughs)